there's basically uh, main uh, ways that people think about uh, recession. Uh, the most common uh, definition that uh, economists would use would be that uh, given by the National Bureau of Economic Research. It's a nonpartisan research organization, and uh, they've uh, been documenting U.S. business cycle back to the 1850s. And their definition is just simply a significant decline in economic activity spreading across the and lasting more than a few months. So it's, it's a very sort of uh, general definition. Uh, a rule of thumb that uh, people use is two consecutive quarters of declining production in the economy. and um, uh, But that's not really uh, what most economists would say. Uh, it's, uh, again, it's just a rule of thumb. And in, in most cases, there's no distinction. That is, uh, in only one case um, in the record, is it the, uh, the case that uh, output did not decline by two consecutive quarters and be called a recession. But uh, in the most recent COVID recession, you know, the National Bureau of Economic Research declared a recession with falling output of only two months. And that's because the depth of the decline in production was so large and was spread across so many industries. They would say that that's a recession, even though the duration was very short. With us is Dr. Mike Ellis from Kent State University. The word recession on the tip of many tongue. The word inflation right now, it seems to be here. How does an inflation situation economically morph into a recession situation? Sure. So uh, there's types of economic shocks that that uh, uh, we associate with inflation. One is a very sudden large increase in key commodities such as petroleum and uh, raise cost of production. So businesses raise prices to cover those costs, and the higher prices cause people to spend less, so that could push the economy into a recession. And uh, that shock has hit the U.S. economy. Um, and, uh, and another example of that would be the lockdowns in uh uh, that are reducing uh, production in China, for example. Uh, another uh, issue, and inflation gets going uh, for reasons other than the uh, increase in, in uh, the cost of a key commodity, uh, it simply erodes the real purchasing power of consumers, and they will tend to cut spending. And uh, this is an issue that's that's been... Uh, Dr. Mike Ellis with us from Kent State University. He's the department chair of economics, Kent State University. So with that being said, Mike, how do you look at the situation we are heading into the final quarter of 2022 economically? And I hate to use bad words where it is, but how would you categorize where we are right now? Well, I look at uh, what's been happening recently uh I look at some strengths and weaknesses. Uh, in terms of strengths, uh, the percentage of the population that is working has been holding steady uh, since March at around 60%. So the labor market's been supportive uh, of the economy. And uh, the personal disposable income uh, has uh, increased uh, in the second quarter pretty well, very steadily. So that would support people's spending. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier, the surge in inflation eroding 
uh, that that support for consumption spending. It's eroding people's purchasing power. Uh, another important issue is that uh, the Federal Reserve, which controls monetary policy, uh, they have three more policy meetings for the rest of the year, and uh, they've said they're going to take actions that would raise the structure of interest throughout the economy, and that, of course, will cause lower spending in housing uh, uh, and uh, good spending. So uh, the and of course, the fear is that they will do this too much, and that this could tip the economy into a recession. Uh, but it's it's not a inevitability, but uh, but it is certainly an risk because it's very difficult for the Federal Reserve to calibrate exactly how much they need to raise rates to tamp down inflation, pushing us into a recession. With that all being said, Mike, take us into if we get to that state with, quote, recession, how does a country get out of that situation? Sure. The primary tool that's used is, again, monetary policy because it's much more uh, than policies. Uh, what they would do is uh, they may, you know, inflation is, if inflation is high at that time, those are let the recession run for a short period of time until inflation's pushed down to a desirable level or pushed down towards a, 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 a zone of path of falling inflation. And then they would reverse policy and start cutting interest to try to stimulate the economy. And the hope is that the economy's re- recession would be mild and that the inflation rate would sort of cruise down to around 2%. Dr. Mike Ellis, Kent State University, is department chair of economics, has been with us this morning looking at where we are, the possibility of heading into that recession. And that's why I want to wrap this up, Mike, this morning. Are we heading into a recession state if we don't change things in 2023? Well, I think that uh, the chances are probably better than 50-50, in, in my opinion, that uh, with in the economy and uh, the very delicate balance that the Federal Reserve is going to have to do, I, I would say that uh, it's better than 50 50 chance we do move into recession in, in 20. Um, uh, but again, I don't want to say it's inevitable, but I think it's, it's, uh, it's a greater risk of that happening. Not happening.